I couldn't think of an intro, so I owe you one joke. Itch Manners. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? Fine. I feel like this has been, it's been a while. Since it has been a while. Since we've done this. Well, because we went on the cruise and we put up the uh, the tourism episodes from uh, uh, San Sketch Francisco Fest. Sketch Fest. And now, uh, so BB is a little sick. Nothing, nothing bad. Just like a, you know, cold. You know the crud. And then she passed that on to me, and I'm still recovering from it, but I'm feeling great. Here we are, ready to do back again one episode of Shanners, <laughs> and then curl back under a blanket and go back to sleep. Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> how are you, people at home? I feel like I, I was checking with Teresa, but how are you? I'll wait. Oh, I'm sorry slash happy to hear that. (laughs) Or I'm neutral to hear that. I don't know. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Enough joking around. (laughs) Let's get to our comedy podcast. Now, Teresa, (laughs) this week, uh, I, I always feel like everything is close to my heart, but that makes sense because I it was my idea. <laughs> but, um, we're going to talk about favors and IOUs, and I feel like this is uh, I'm I'm very interested to talk about this because this this feels like is so dorky, but whenever I think about IOUs, I'm immediately reminded of Guys and Dolls. Okay, yeah. There, there's so much about like you give them your mark. Ah, here's my ah, don't welch on the ah, wee, wee. you know, <laughs> you know how they do. A wee? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's all about like the actual codified owing people things, right? right? And not just like the kind of flippant casual way that we say like, okay, I, I, I you do this for me and I'll owe you one. Well, it being about a craps game, I mean, the thing is there's money involved. Yeah, but uh, and and but that's the thing, right? So it used to be that if I gave you an IOU, it was literally like it was because maybe I wasn't carrying a thousand dollars on me, mm-hmm. right? And so you knew I was good for it, and you could d- call that in. You could come to me and say, "Hey." It was like money in the bank. Right. Instead of just this kind of ephemeral, like... Like, I owe you one. I owe you one. Okay, bye. Right. And and I actually kind of... I, no, I'm not going to say miss that because this might surprise people. I was not alive in the 40s. <laughs> not in this form, I mean. and and But I like the idea of it being a codified thing because this is a thing now where I'm older and I'm a little bit more settled and I have a little bit more means, I every so often will pop in my head like, hey, who do I owe money? <laughs> like, do I, are, how many friends have I borrowed $10 here and $20 there from and they've paid for meals or like covered, uh, you know, movie tickets and it and it's just like gone in into the, you know, into the air. Well, here's the thing. Um, it was hard for me to differentiate between favors and IOUs. And really the only difference that I could codify was that IOU is more money related. Like Isn't you said. codify a great word? It is. Yeah. Ugh. Um, did I steal that from you? Did you, you did. just say I that? I did. I just said it like huh? three minutes ago. I'm looking up the counter here three minutes ago. That's okay. <laughs> um, IOU, one, one word. One you, word. Yeah, okay. Um, have more to do with money. But the thing about a favor is it can be worth money. And I think especially between friends, colleagues, um, neighbors even, that it's about return in kind. So certainly if you have, if someone has paid for a meal, they, you know, you are more likely to return, quote, the favor. So 
did it, so it sounds like it really is the difference between like, oh, I left my wallet. Can I pay you back? Versus I'm going to take you out for dinner with the unspoken expectation being, and someday you will take me out to a movie or something like that I makes sense. So if, cause when I think about favors, what I think about is like nights and like, you know, being handed a flower or a, a, like a, a, you know, silk handkerchief or something that said you are in my favor. Oh, see, I didn't do any look into that. Well, and, and maybe okay. it's not, maybe it's not connected to that. But so like, for me, I think of favor, not just it's like I'm going to do you a favor, but you are in my good graces. You are in my favor because I because I like you. So mm-hmm. I like as I, so we are in each other's face. Does that make sense? Like yeah, maybe yeah, that's that where sense. that came. I don't. I don't know. But I I one of the things I want to talk about as far as favors go is the point of a favor. Is it something that that person wouldn't normally do for you? For example, there was a time, Travis McElroy, when in Why are you looking at me? (laughs) I always look at you. We're across the table from you. Oh, right, right, right. Um, Where in your life, you would tell people what to do by saying, can you do me a favor? Oh, you're tired. Oh, this is a bad habit I had when I was like actually people's bosses mm-hmm. where rather than say, hey, go do this or I need this done or something. I'd say, can you do me a favor and fill in your job? Do your job? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically. Um, because I felt bad giving people orders. I'm right. not good at it. You were in a position of authority and you were trying to couch the situation, right? Yeah, like I was trying softened. to make it not seem like I was bossing them around, even right. though I was, in fact, their boss. So if someone does you a favor, it really means that it's not something that they, you know, have to do, normally do, and their job doesn't really count. <laughs> right? Fair enough. Now, if you ask somebody to cover for you and your job... Right. Sure, as equals. Yeah. Right, but that's not normally their job to do your job because it would be their job. Does that make sense? Yes. 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 It does. I'll probably still keep doing it because it's a bad <laughs> habit and not like something I'm consciously doing. I feel uh, I feel like you have have pulled it back a lot. Well, it helps that now I'm self-employed mm. and I have far fewer employees. <laughs> But you you used to ask me to do it as well. Yeah, like I said, bad habit. Let's hey, this isn't an intervention podcast. <laughs> let's let's lay off old Travis. All right. Okay. Um so let's let's look at some advice as far as like how to ask for a favor. See, this is I really wanted to do this episode. Um to pull back the curtain just a little bit. I was laying in bed a couple of nights ago trying to fall asleep and suddenly like 10 different episode ideas popped in my head. And this was one of them because it's so amorphous, right? There's mm-hmm. to use our, our vocabulary word for the week again. It's so not codified that like in that fringe bleed area, I feel like there's so much room for making mistakes mm-hmm. and for like upsetting people because it's not solidified because if 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 it was clear right if it was like when if it if the rules were like when i do you a favor i have two weeks to claim that favor unless that favor is of a certain size that it's like grow now i have four weeks to claim the fair you know what i mean but that doesn't happen so what ends up happening is someone will ask you to move and uh, help them move and you're like yeah of course and now they owe you a favor and then you go back to them like can you pick my dog up from the groomers and they're like not can't sorry and it's like but i helped you move and there's so much room for miscommunication okay well so the thing about returning favors um because you you just mentioned that um It's hard to say, it's hard to put, make like a definition about returning favors without using the word favor because it is something that you have asked of another person that you shouldn't expect them to say that they can do, but then 
when they do it, you also shouldn't expect, you should expect someone to do it for you, right? Well, it's so, so hard. The <laughs> reason, the reason this is confusing. What I want to say is a favor is a favor because you're doing something for someone but you should always return the favor. But it's so hard to say it without See, but that's using why, the th- word. That's why I prefer thinking about it not as a specific good or service exchange. Like a tit for tat. But more as you are in my favor. I am in your favor, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think that there's something that makes me a little squirmy to think about. I'm going to help you move, friend, but. Now you have to, because it seems to me like it kind of takes away from the favor if Mm -hmm. I'm doing it because I want something from you. Right. But if someone does something for you, you should feel like you need to reciprocate it for them. Right. Well, but that's because it's it's not a direct exchange, but rather now we are kind of more in friend debt <laughs> i i for a long time I'm, i have this metaphor that i use to describe friendship like a bank right of making right, deposits yes. and withdrawals absolutely and it feels to me like a favor is just like a deposit you're making right in in the friend bank mm-hmm. and not something that you are specifically like handing them a piece of paper that says favor so you can claim it back later but rather now the now the the capital is just there in the bank right it adds to the pot right right does that make sense i this, think it, it it, makes, like i said yeah. it's amorphous <laughs> this is a this is a weird one because like i i think it would be bad for a friendship if like say i help tom move right and then three weeks later i look at tom and go hey remember when i help you move now you have to do something for me right right that feels so cold and callous it feels very businessy right whereas if i loan you money that is more businessy and i feel like hey can i get that 40 dollars back right okay yeah like that's a that's a solidified thing Mm -hmm. favors which i think makes it a lot easier if if you give someone a quote, I owe you, and I saw this in our questions, if you give someone a quote, I owe you, to be able to ask for that money without feeling bad about it. So here we go. Here we go. In an article in the Harvard Business Review, author Jody Glickman shared three ways, of the three keys, I'm sorry, of asking for a favor. Okay. Okay. So you want to set the stage, give a reason, and then provide an escape clause, okay? Because so many people start their favor up with, um, like, say, if I call you up out of the blue, and I just kind of make small talk, you know, how are you? How's the weather there? How that you makes you want to say, like, what do you want? Why exactly. are you calling me? Exactly. It feels like this is, it's... Buttering them up? Yeah. yeah. Like, people... First of all, people are busy. And second of all, like it it feels like a bigger ask, really. You know what I mean? It kind of builds up this kind of tension. So you should never make a favor the PS of a conversation. Right, because then it feels like a trick. Right. right? Like, oh, by the way, can you pick up my dog? Okay, bye. So you want to make your intentions clear by setting the stage. And I I mean, you can obviously say hello or good morning or whatever. Let's get right to business. But no, that but you're don't. right. Yeah, right. Okay. Yes. Say hello. Say hello. Yes. <laughs> say hello. But don't beat about the bush. You know, make your intentions clear because it it will seem more like you understand the magnitude of the favor in a serious way instead of this kind of, you know, a roundabout way just building up of the favor, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, also, this way, if you say, like, I need to ask you a favor, this gives a chance to kind of, like, I don't want to say set the tone because I really already said that, but I want to say like gives them an opportunity to brace themselves, mm-hmm. right? They know what's coming. Um, then they can, I guess, 
they can almost stop you right there. You know what I mean? Like if they're having like, if this is not the time for them, they can also be like, this is not what I'm about today. I can't. And let me also add to that and say, if you have details on the thing. So for example, rather than just say, can you pick me up from the airport? Right. Instead say, I'm flying in on the 15th. I get in in the morning around 10 a.m. And I need a ride to the airport. Would you be available? Exactly. That's the second step. So explain exactly what the favor is. So what you need from them. The date, the time, you know, any any detail you can give them, the more detail, the better. Because then people can make a plan, right? You can say yes or say no if you know what it is exactly you're saying yes or no to. Um. And it might help if you can say why exactly you need their help. So exact for the airport example, if you need someone to pick you up, you say like, and my wife is out of town or she couldn't get off work or anything like that, right? So you're explaining why the person who would normally do this for you Or why you're not driving yourself or right. whatever. Um, and then... The last step is offer them an escape. And it's always really nice to say to someone, um, if you're not available, I understand. Right. Right? And there's a difference between doing that versus like, but if not, and kind of laying on like, because mm-hmm. I thought we were friends. You know, yeah, that that's not weird, it. weird guilty thing of like, but, you know, I understand if you get like, nope. Because that's not the way to handle it. But saying something like, and if you're unavailable, totally cool, right? Flat, even, no guilty tones to it. And it and it might be a nice step to even say why you know that this is a real favor. Like, I know it's the busy season at work right now. Right. Something like that. Um, I, I will also say, um, to add to that, offering them, especially if it's like, some kind of monetary inconvenience like if the airport they're driving you to is a long way or Mm -hmm. if they you know are picking up something for you from the store offering to to uh compensate them for that is always appreciated like and i'll cover gas or whatever you know sure sure yeah i'll pay you back pick up a cake for me from the bakery i'll pay you back that Mm -hmm. kind of thing that kind of stuff um, and I and I also suggest that when you when you do this, you you can even offer to reciprocate in kind in kind of like like kind of like tick it off in your mind and be like the next time I go to the store, I will call them and see if they need anything. Right. And and that I think in general is how favors should work. I think if you ask for a favor. The onus is on the favor asker to return the favor. Absolutely. That's yeah, that that's a good way of putting it from earlier where I couldn't kind of like figure yeah. out how to be because it's not about owing favors. It's about giving favors. Right. So yeah. if you ask her a favor, don't wait to be asked for a favor in return. Like and and maybe it might just be like for example, right, we have a couple friends here in Cincinnati and we all have, like, dogs, right? And so we all kind of take turns checking in on each other's dogs if we're, like, out for the evening and mm-hmm. you know, if they're like, hey, can you, I have a rehearsal, can you, and, like, that's just a kind of favor exchange network we have going. And never once does it have to be because I fed your dog last week, right? Exactly. Like, it's just, this is the nature of the exchange that we have. Um, I also think on the other side of this, if you are being asked for the favor, specifically something like a pickup from the airport or I'm trying to think of other examples of like going over and feeding someone's dog, right? Something that is time specific Mm -hmm. and like requires you to be available. If you can't do it, say no. Right. Because you see people, they'll say something like, well, um, if you can't find anybody else, Mm -hmm. let me know. Or, I mean, I might be able to, because they don't want to just flat out say no. But the fact of the matter is... That was a really hard thing for me when I was working as a lifeguard because you had to cover shifts. There always had to be a specific amount of people there. So, like, 
when people would ask me, it was really hard for me to say no because I knew that everyone else would would be you know upset or or would have a really hard day at work if they couldn't get it covered and I didn't necessarily want to but yeah it was really hard so I I'm guilty I would say if you can't find anybody else right and the meaning problem that with the, I don't really want to but I also don't want everybody to be in the lurch the problem with saying if you can't find anybody else is that kind of that will immediately lessen the amount of work the other person is going to put into the search, right? Because now that they have that safety net, now that they have you to fall back on, they're not going to be devoting the same level of energy they were before. And and here's the thing. It's also, if you can't do it, you're not doing anybody any favors, no pun intended, mm. by saying yes and then later having to cancel, right? Right. It's, don't do a favor if you're doing it begrudgingly. That's not a favor. That's just a chore you're doing. I think that there are when when you're asking something of someone, there's there's always a few things that you should keep in mind. Um, you should do it privately. Don't use like a a social situation to add pressure. That's not going to help. First of all, your relationship, and second, you probably if there's pressure in a situation, someone might say yes when they really need to say no, like we just talked about. So you want to do it privately um, and, you know, uh, in a perfect world, you would actually speak to them instead of like text or write them a note or uh, an email or something. I would also say do it as soon as you can mm -hmm. because I, uh, as well as there being social pressure, there's also like time pressure if you're like, hey – like in 10 minutes I need you to do this thing yeah it becomes urgent right I there was one time this was uh the summer after uh my mom passed away and so we were all kind of frazzled and discombobulated we went on a vacation a trip with some with another family and when we got there it was only thank god this is so makes us look so irresponsible and we are uh we got there me justin griffin and dad all simultaneously realized we had not arranged for anyone to feed our dog and we were going to be gone for four days we hadn't given so you were grieving it uh, was yes rough. yeah we listen i don't claim this was a good thing so we had to call our friends john and Rissy. And they had to break into our house for us <laughs> to get a key and be able it all turned out fine. As soon as we were like halfway on the road, we realized like, did we give anybody a key? Oh no. And we took care of it. It was fine. That is a bad example of how to ask for a favor. <laughs> to ask our friends to break and enter into our house and leave our that was a bad way to do it. It all turned out fine. Yes. Everything was fine. Um, and then like I said, Maybe I didn't already say this. Sometimes I get caught up in your stories. My whirlwind of energy. I know. You should have a backup person or two in mind. Or a backup plan. Yeah. I mean, especially if it's urgent, like you said, having more than one person in your, in your, you know, the list of contacts that you can, you can get to is going to make it easier for it actually to get done. You know, yeah, I think that that's a thing I often fall into a pitfall of like taking for granted that someone will be able to do it. Like, for example, you know, like I mentioned before, our network of friends that like feeds each other's dog and checks on each other's animals. Right. That's great. But to assume that they will just be available when I need them without me right. asking ahead of time is not great because, you know, we all have lives and we all do things. So just because someone has been able to pick you up from the airport the last eight times. Right. Don't assume that they'll be available the ninth time. Right. So have so have your backups and that will also help lessen the blow. It won't be so devastating if someone has to say no. Right. Because you have somebody else in mind. And I think along with that, being ready for. So, so for example, in the airport scenario, like I like to have an if all else fails kind of um you know parachute like mentality right yeah. because then it's like okay well if all else fails i'll just take a lift and i'll have to pay for it but right right so then it's not like well if bill says no he's 
he's getting me in trouble. He's causing me problems. No, that's not how favors work. Mm -hmm. If Bill says yes, it's great. If he says no, it's neutral. I can't hold it against Bill if Bill can't do me a favor. Yeah, you should. And you should respect it when they say no. Right. Because if you, you know, the the nature of this, it's not their job to do it. Like you said, Um, you shouldn't you shouldn't beg them to do it. Right. And I think the same to because we've talked a lot about favors. I think the same applies for an IOU. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, if you're broke and your friend wants to go see a movie, don't just take for granted that they'll pay for your ticket when you get there. Right. I think saying like, hey, I would absolutely love to, but I'm broke right now. Could you cover the ticket and I'll pay you back? Ask them ahead of time because it might be that they also can't afford to pay for your ticket. Right. And so don't put them in the position where you get to the theater and it's like, hey, could you, by the way, could you cover me? And they're already standing in line. It's not great. Right. So yeah. if you know, I mean, that's one thing if you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot my wallet. Could you cover me? Right. That happens. But if you know ahead of time that you can't afford to do the thing someone's asking you to do, you should let them know that. Agreed. Um, so I think we're going to take a quick break to go over some thank you notes and maybe a word from another Max Fun show. But we'll be right back with your questions. Hello. Why did you do that? I don't know. We've already been talking to you for about 25 minutes. But you know what? Here's a new section of the show. <laughs> Is it? Thank you notes. Hello. Thank you welcome. Oh, yes. Come in here. Step behind the curtain and welcome to thank you notes. There's, here's the next section. We want to tell you about Zola. Schmanners is sponsored in part by Zola this week. They're reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moment in a couple's lives even happier. That's so appreciated. (laughs) (laughs) Take it from people who are married. Even if you're just super easygoing folks, weddings can still be stressful. (laughs) Uh, I don't know how to break it to everybody. It can be stressful. But Zola Registry has everything you love about your favorite department store, plus things like honeymoon funds, fitness classes, wine subscription, and much more. So it's you can register for self. Did I say that? Did I make that clear? Okay. It's easy for couples and their guests. They have over 500 top brands and 50,000 gifts, experiences, and cash funds. Wow. That's a lot. 50,000 is a lot. I don't know if I made that clear. Were you doing Owen Wilson? Yeah. Can you do it again? Wow. Okay. Um, They have price (laughs) matching and free shipping every day. Plus, they have, I I love this, group gifting. So if you have like a big ticket item, multiple people can go in on it instead of just expecting everybody to, you know, one person to cover the fight. Yes. It's a great, uh, super cool kind of opportunity um, if you want to sign up now, you can go to Zola and receive a $50 credit towards your registry. Uh, just go to Z-O-L-A.com slash Schmanners, S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S. That's Zola.com, Z-O-L-A slash Schmanners. Uh, we are also sponsored this week by Squarespace. I am a big fan of Squarespace. Um, we I- have a Squarespace. Yeah. Well, yeah, macroshows.com mm-hmm. is on Squarespace that has all the different shows we do and YouTube stuff and video stuff and everything and contact information. Uh, I've also used it for, like, weird creative projects. Um, there's a, like, puzzle crawl thing here in Cincinnati, and I use Squarespace to build a puzzle that, like, you had to solve one thing to find the URL for, and that was very fun. That's cool. And the reason I'm able to do that is it's so easy and fast and intuitive and affordable that you can create websites in, like, literally minutes uh, because they have these beautiful templates, and you can just, like, click and add stuff. You don't need to know anything about coding or, like, you don't need to take class upon class upon class to create a website. Sit down in a half an hour. You can have a professional, slick-looking website through Squarespace uh, to showcase your work or if you want to use it to, like, write and publish content or announce upcoming events. We use that for my brother and my brother and me and Adventure mm-hmm. Zone a lot. Uh, and they're mobile-friendly, right? Yeah, right out the gate, mobile-friendly. You don't have to do anything special. They got all those beautiful templates I mentioned. And you can do e-commerce. So, like, if you want to sell stuff through uh, your Squarespace site, it's built in. You can Ooh, do that right like there. a PayPal button or something. Right. Or, or just, like, set up a shop, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and you can buy a domain through Squarespace. And they have over 200 extensions, free and secure hosting. Highly recommend. I'm a big fan. 
Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer codes SHMANNERS, S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S, and you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com, and then enter the code SHMANNERS. We also have a commercial Jumbotron this week. UnnetHack is a free roguelike that has been developed by a team of volunteers for almost three decades. Permadeath, random levels, puns and elvish, quantum mechanics jokes, references to Star Trek, Discworld, Homestuck, and Welcome to Night Vale are among the many bizarre things this game has to offer. If you want a game where you can eat rotten food, get food poisoning, and then see Magnus, Taco, and Merle while hallucinating, UnnetHack might be the game for you. Uh, note, this is a NetHack variant. So, download our game from GitHub, Telnet to our public server at un.nethack.nu, or try our web client at https colon slash slash ascension dot run slash hterm slash dot. Yeah, yeah no. go check it out. <laughs> go check it out. <laughs> I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott, and we're the hosts of Everything's Coming Coming Up Simpsons. Simpsons. We are a Simpsons podcast brand new to the Maximum Fun Network, and every episode we cover a different episode of The Simpsons um, that is a favorite of our special guests. We've had guests that are showrunners and writers and voice actors like Nancy Cartwright, all people that have worked on The Simpsons, and we've also had guests like Weird Al and people that are on the Max Fun Network already, and each week we will talk to a very cool guest about their favorite episode, and it is so much fun. So if you like The Simpsons, come listen to Everything's Coming Up Simpsons. All right. Smell you later. How's it going, everyone? I'm Oliver Wang. And I'm Morgan Rhodes. We have a brand new show on the Maximum Fun Network that we'd love to share with you. It's called Heat Rocks. Morgan, we should probably explain what a heat rock is. It is a banger, a fire track, true fire. Right. Dope album. Each episode, we will bring on a special guest to join us to talk about one of their heat rocks. It might be a musician. A writer. Maybe a scholar. I mean, I would have been happy to just talk to you about your heat rocks, but this is a different show. Yeah. I think people might enjoy hearing maybe the guests instead. To do that, you'll have to go to MaximumFun.org. So if you want to talk about hot music, you should check us out. Heat rocks. Okay, we got lots of questions. Uh, let's see. Let's see. This is from at CGY Podcast. How can you get people to follow through on their IOUs without being demanding? I think it's all about timing. Um, so if you i mean we talked about ious being more money related Mm -hmm. um and there is a time and a place to ask for your money i yes and i think along with that i think one of the just from my meandering talking about at the beginning of the episode i think that with these kinds of things structure really helps so if you treat it especially if we're talking about money and there's a difference between the uh kind of amorphous and you'll pay me back when you don't really expect like if i loan someone a dollar for a soda i don't really care if they pay me back right but if i'm loaning someone five hundred dollars to buy you know a new game system or something i probably expect them to pay me back for that and i think if you're going to do that you need to treat it like a business arrangement and make the 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 arrangement when you're doing it and say and you get paid in two weeks and then you will pay me back so that way you have a time frame that you have set up that you can check back with them on without it seeming like you are being demanding about it you know what i mean like uh, oh and you when you go home you get your wallet i'll see you tomorrow and you can pay me back tomorrow yeah i definitely i agree with that so if you're gonna see somebody you, you know, give them a call and say, can you bring that 40 bucks you owe me to the bar with you tonight? Right. So that way no one feels put on the spot and it's all arranged ahead of time. Because I think one of the things that makes it seem demanding and can cause issues is. I Because when if someone were to ask me like and that $40 you owe me, right, I'm going to think, 
oh, has this just been on their mind the whole time? Exactly. Have they just been upset about it? But if you arrange like, and hey, if you could bring that $40, right, it makes it seem like part of the arrangement Mm -hmm. rather Mm -hmm. than something that's just been like boiling in your guts for the last two weeks. And the same thing we talked about as far as uh, the favor business goes, like don't beat around the bush about it. If this is something that you need that's important to you, ask straight out. Because I think it's counterintuitive, but I think asking straight out actually makes it seem less. Uh, well, I, I here's the thing. I think, I think that if you beat around the bush, like you said, it it actually sends the signal of like I am upset about this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're sitting there going, oh, and by the way, right, right, we, we know enough about humans. <laughs> like when you're talking to another human, and be like. Okay, I can tell you're really upset about this, and you're so upset about it that you won't speak about it directly. Right. Right? It's, the indirectness. Right. It seems like... Oh, my gosh. Can you hear our baby screaming? It's happy screaming, but... Happy screams. Yeah. It's like... I always think about it like a doorknob, right? When there's a fire on the other side, and you have to, like, touch it with the back of your hand, right? Mm-hmm. If you're talking to the person, and you're touching the subject with the back of your hand... Rather than just you're grabbing expecting the it to be a hot subject, right? So you're kind of creating that tension. is a really great analogy. Thank you. I'm very good at this. Great job. Um, and so you just need to like wow. wow. <laughs> you just need to like address it head on to say like I'm clearly not worried about this, so you should not be worried about this because I'm able to talk about it directly without being upset. Yes. Um. This is from Janie. Janie asks, how do you politely tell someone you've realized that you actually don't have time, energy, etc. to do them a favor after you've already said you will? Again, straight it. You know, be like, I know I said I could do this, but I actually can't. Um, And it might be a good idea if you could spend a little time to see if you can find someone who can. But even if you can't do that, I mean... Coming right out and saying, I know I said I could do this, but it turns out I'm just too busy and I can't. And as soon as you can, too. Yeah. Like, even if it's the day before and you're like, I'm not going to be able to tomorrow. Now, here's the thing, Janie. Here's what I will say. There is a difference between not being able to do something and not wanting to do something. Yes. There are many times that I have agreed to, like, help somebody move or, you know, drive somewhere and get something for them. Then when it comes to it, I'm like, but I don't want to. This will be inconvenient for me. I'd still be able to, and there's nothing stopping me from doing it. But that's part of a favor, right? Right. If you only do favors when it's super convenient and easy for you, it's not great. So I think that that's something just internally for yourself, really judge, like, is this something I just don't want to do now that I, you know, am sitting here watching a TV show and I'd have to walk away from it to go do this thing for this person? Or am I actually unable to do it? Because nobody wants to help anybody move. <laughs> That's the worst. But if you're actually unable to do it, let them know as soon as you know you can't do it. Uh, if you can, offer another solution, another person who might be able to do it. Um, but if you can't, honesty is the best policy. Now, do know that if we're talking about the friendship bank, right? Right. That and and you go like, oh, you know what? I actually need to cancel on this. You're going to hurt your balance, you know, to continue that metaphor. And so keep that in mind, right? If you've agreed and now, especially if they've banked on you being there and now you can't. It's like a check that bounces. Right. It is, oh, this is a great metaphor. Um, this is from Frogs at Frogsona. If my best friend buys me ice cream because I forgot my wallet and she says, oh, you don't need to pay me back. It's no problem. But I still feel really bad about it. What do I do? The next opportunity, y'all are together, you should return in kind. So offer, I mean, you probably won't go out for ice cream twice in one week. But if you do, offer the next time to get theirs. I, I yeah this is this is we talked about this at the beginning of the episode right but this is where this is where the difference between IOU and favor kind of yeah. lies right because if if I ask my friend out to dinner right the idea being they are doing me the favor of joining me of saying yes to my invitation and I am doing them the favor of treating them to dinner mm-hmm. like that's the unspoken arrangement and so this idea of like 
if I buy pay for the ice cream for my friend, right, I'm not doing it with the expectation they pay me back. It is because we are friends and I like spending time with them. And so then you can do the same for me. And there is no ledger where I'm writing down like, well, I paid for it. But then the next time I was with them, they didn't pay for my ice cream. That's not really how that exchange goes. Right. Um. So now just do something nice for them and you will be even. Um. This is from Starla. Is there a non-insulting way to let someone you uh, let someone know? Oh, let someone you know is tight on cash that they don't need to pay you back. Um, I think that if someone is insistent on saying, "Hey, I know I still owe you that twenty bucks. I'm I'm real tight on it right now, but I'm going to get it to you." Just let them know that you appreciate the thought. Be like, I really appreciate you you wanting to pay me back. But don't don't take don't worry about it. Like, take your time. We'll work it out. That kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think just like saying, uh, you know, no rush. Just whenever you can. But the fact of the matter is, is if, if I think that if somebody borrows money from you and they want to pay you back, you need to let them do that. Yes. I mean, even if you know, like, oh, that, I know it's going to be tight for them. Because as you said in the question, Starla, like it is a matter of pride at that point. And if they want to pay you back, they can pay you back. Now, I think that that doesn't mean you need to ask, like put them in a position to pay you back. But, you know, if they go to hand you $40 that they borrowed from you and you say, no, I think you need that more than I do. Yeah, that's going to hurt their pride. So if they pay you back, take it. Right. I think so. I mean, if if that's what they want to do, you shouldn't stop them from doing it. I think that you can also remember remember their situation the next time they ask you for something. And, you know, you've said that you know that they're tight on cash. So you can be super chill and cool about lending cash the next time. This question is from Miranda. Is there a sort of statute of limitations on IOUs? This is a great question. Oh, I think it depends on how much contact you have with that person normally. Right. So if you have a very close relationship, lots of contact, I think that it's longer Um, because you're you're always with each other and you you know you might be able to remind them less you know what i mean but if you hardly ever see that person you need to get it to them faster mm-hmm. because the time is greater and the the probability of not being able to get it to them is less you know what i mean yes. so there are lots of opportunities for people when you're close to them and those opportunities will continue to be there because you're close. But if you're not close, then you need to get on it as fast as you can because the opportunities will not present themselves. Yes. I also think that, and unfortunately, I don't have clear-cut uh, specifications for this, but I think it has to do with the amount of money loaned, right? The okay. more money you loan someone, the longer the step. Like, if I loan you... $10,000 to pay off your student debt for some, I don't know why I would do that, but if I did, right, $10,000, I I could probably expect that to be paid back for a while, right? Or installments. Right, but I think that that's fine if I see you a year later and you still haven't paid me back. I think it's with, but if it's like five bucks, right, it sure. would be weird if a year later I'm like, you still owe me $5, right? At that point, kind of like reverse interest you know where it's like over time it starts ticking away and like there's a like it's as if that five dollars is in minutes you know but a thousand dollars in minutes ten thousand dollars in minutes is a lot longer i think that this is also a situation where you need to make your arrangement as you give it right so especially if it's ten thousand dollars you say something to the effect of and every month you'll give me a hundred bucks right and i i also think and we haven't touched on this yet but i also think when it comes to loaning money and asking for loans for money i i will quote shakespeare neither a borrower nor a lender be i think it has to be like 
especially when we're talking about there's a difference between of course left my wallet at home or could you cover my movie ticket right mm-hmm. versus i need five hundred dollars to cover this fine i have to pay or something right mm-hmm. i think that you should only do it in circumstances where you have no other option to borrow from a friend or a relative or a loved one and when you do it, you really need to, both of you are being asked for the loan, or if you're asking for the loan, you really have to gauge your relationship with that person, right? At some point, it might just be a gift. Right. Or, I mean, the other thing, too, is like, if if I pay the, if okay, so this is what you should think about. If you someone is asking you for a loan, right? Would you feel comfortable? Are you close enough with this person that you can directly ask them to pay you back? If not, you should not loan them the money. If you are not in a position with this person that you would feel comfortable being honest with them about needing them to pay you back, you should not loan them the money. And if you are the person asking for the loan, if you would not be comfortable saying, I can't afford to pay you back yet, you should not ask them for the loan. Right? Does that feel like good rules? It sure does. Um, that said, I think I might still owe Justin money. I don't know. I need to talk to Justin. Um, let's see. Um, this is from Burger Doll. This is a good question. If your friend often asks for favors slash IOUs and rarely follows through with their end, how many is too many? And how can I tell them nicely that I can't keep doing it for them? This, I think, is that friendship bank, right? Yeah. Don't don't be overdrawn at the friendship bank. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, and uh, just like we've talked about as far as, like, being forthcoming, forthright, honest, you just got to say it. At the end of the day, you're not doing them any favors. Ah. Uh- by not being honest and direct with them. I see what you did there. Thank you. Because that is the thing, especially if this is something that they not only do with you, but with your whole friend group, they might not even realize that they're being a burden, right? And so in the background, they're they're building this animosity and they have no idea, right? Because they think they're just being friends with you and this is how friends work. And I think saying like, hey, I don't know if you know this, but... You have a tendency to ask people for favors, and then you don't return those favors. You you are unreliable, but you expect us to take care of everything. And I really think you need to work on that. That Now, here's just to smooth that out a little bit. I think it helps to have that conversation not in relation to a specific occurrence. Right. Not like, hey, because then it's too easy for anger and frustration to bleed into the conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and then it becomes about that. Instead of about the issue. So don't wait until they stand you up on a favor that you needed them to do. But just like, you know, sit down with them one day and say like, hey, there's something I want to talk to you about. Right. I I think that I would adjust that a little bit and say the best time that I that the I can't keep doing this for you uh, conversation is right after you've done it for them. Mm-hmm. So like they're feeling probably pretty grateful that you have helped them out and for you to say listen man this is the last time i i can't keep doing this for you yeah i think we both agree just don't do it when you're frustrated (laughs) don't do it when they have done something to to anger you or else it will make it seem like it is about because it we don't want the conversation to be about your anger Mm -hmm. we want it to be about their unreliability is that a word doesn't matter Make it about the issue, the larger issue, and not your issue with them. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I think well, that, wait a minute. Well, hold on. Don't we usually say I statements? Yes, but I think it can be an I statement about how their behavior impacts you and not I am mad at you right now. Okay. Yes. Yes. Right. So take the emotion out of it. Right. Exactly. I, like, I have be I... I'm reluctant to do any more favors for you because I am frustrated by this, but not like I am mad at you because I asked you to pick up my dog from the groomer and you called me three minutes before to tell me you couldn't, right? That makes it about that situation. Sure. Instead of like there is a larger issue at hand here. Afala. 
Gotcha. Okay, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you for listening. And thank you for, I assume, since you listened to all of it, enjoying the episode. <laughs> um, if you did enjoy the episode, please tell a friend. Go uh, go on the Twitters or the Facebooks. Or iTunes. Or rate, iTunes. review, and subscribe. Um, and tell people how wonderful our show is and how great we are and how beautiful we are. I don't know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> and as always, thank you to Brent Bentofloss Black for the for his theme song, which is available as a ringtone where those are sold. Thank you to Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter art. Check out her portfolio. Um, thank you to Keely Weiss Photography for our cover photo of the fan run facebook group schmanners fanners go and join that they have a lot of fun there um and oh no um, you also, usually say something yes, don't you? <laughs> also go check out all the other amazing shows on maximumfun.org there's a ton on there and personally i just think they're all great and you should go check them out speaking of uh we are going to be coming up on the max fun drive soon uh i think it's early april but i'm not certain but um if you haven't been with us for one of those drives soon you'll find out more about it uh in the coming weeks but i just wanted to give everybody a heads up that we're heading into uh that also uh this isn't related to schmanners but uh, i do a couple shows with my brothers my brother my brother and me and we also do the adventure zone with our dad we are putting up uh live show tickets for those this week um we are going to be in texas in april we're going to be in uh st louis detroit and columbus in may we're going to be in san francisco and phoenix in june um and we're going to be in orlando and atlanta in at the end of august and beginning of september um and those tickets all go on sale uh, Friday at 10 a.m. local to the venues. Uh, you can find out all of those dates and stuff and find the links at macroyshows.com slash tours. Uh, and also, Schmanners is going to be performing at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival in Austin, Texas on April 18th. And you can get tickets for that at bit.ly slash Schmanners. And I think that that is it. Uh, so join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.